Hi, this is Jonathan Gear, and you're listening to Volt Supreme's Synth VGM Dreamstream Machine Podcast. Gentlemen, Phils and Sheilas, welcome back to another tasty episode of Vault Supreme's Synth VGM Dreamstream Machine Podcast, the podcast that brings you the synthiest video game music in the whole entire universe. Let's get straight to the good stuff. Jonathan Gear has released another amazing soundtrack for the Cook Serve uh, video game series. Yes, the game is Cook Serve Forever, and that was released last month as Early Access, along with the fantastic soundtrack, which is available on Bandcamp. You can see the links in the description. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, are you going to introduce me? Yeah, oh, sorry, Donny. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Donny Smalls. Oh, Helens. Wait, but that was probably the most underwhelming introduction I've ever received. You're right, Donny. My apologies, but mm. I'm sorry. I just wanted to get the episode moving quickly. Um, right. Donny, you may recall how excited I was back on episode 55 when we covered uh, the soundtrack to Cook Serve Delicious 3. Uh, Vot, are you usually only listen to the episodes that I featured in? <laughs> well, Donny, um, on that episode, I made the bold claim that... That soundtrack was pretty much a perfect soundtrack, and I still stand by that today. <laughs> that is a very, very bold claim that you've made there. Yeah, it's it's an amazing soundtrack for many reasons. Obviously, go back and listen to that episode, but it's just really fun and really creative. And you can imagine that I have been waiting eagerly for this next game and soundtrack in the series to be released. And, you know, of course, it was inevitable that I was going to dedicate an episode to it. Yeah, well, Vot, I'm not quite sure about this episode we're doing right here. I didn't receive a very good introduction at the beginning, and you expect me to have already understood all this information that you are giving me right now. Maybe one of your other guests might be more appropriate for this, <laughs> like, like that chef. Uh, Oliver, Oliver Ackest. Um, now, he couldn't join us this time. Uh, there were some issues... Yeah, there's, there's just some issues with him being in prison at the moment. So, oh, wait, um, yeah. Donnie, just stick with us. Look, the reason I've got you here is nothing other than just to purely enjoy this music with me. So, All right. chill out, sit back, and uh, let's get this episode back on the road again. So, here we are. Oh, wait, crispy. Brand new music from Mr. Gear. And again, I'm very excited to share with you all uh, some of my favorite tracks from this amazing soundtrack. But I'm also very excited to have Jonathan Gear himself join us on this episode. Uh, not a live interview, but I'm very grateful that he took the time to record some answers to some questions I had about the soundtrack. We'll continue the introduction to this whole soundtrack and game soon. Uh, but how about we keep 
kick some we'll just kick things off with some music and let's start with something nice and synth heavy this is uh this is just a really nice instrumental track very pleasant and kind of euphoric the song is composed to sound really positive and uplifting but the production also gives it this really kind of up in the clouds dreamy vibe that i really really love and i'm i'm th- mainly thinking of all the really bubbly delayed synth arpeggios and those really bright shimmering bells but folks let's get this going please enjoy this track future funk by jonathan gear from the game cook serve forever
How'd you like that, Donny? Oh, all right, all right. I wouldn't say that was the funkiest twack I've ever heard, but okay, Vort, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to relax and, and soak up some more if it's anything like that last twack. Yeah, good good to hear. I, I just love that. It's so groovy and such catchy melodies. It definitely definitely gets me bopping in my seat, Donny. Right, right. It's definitely got groove. It, it certainly has got groove. Yeah, well, i got a lot more coming for you, Donny, so... Stick with me and you're going to hear some great tunes. Right. So, yeah, with that one, a lot like, you know, some of the Cook Serve Delicious 3 instrumental songs, uh, it's quite a dense composition, lots of parts, and it never really sits on any one section for yeah. too long, which Definitely. I love. And Donny, I think one thing I'll mention early on right. and for everyone just to listen out for as we go through the other songs, none of... None of the songs on this soundtrack are simple, right? There's just a ton of stuff throughout that is much more complex than what most people would uh, consider you know, just regular music. But I think one of the great things about a lot of Jonathan Gear's compositions is his ability to have this kind of surface level simplicity that is just so easy and natural to grasp, whether it's the melodies or something, but... Um, I, yeah. Look, if I had to give this soundtrack a genre, I would call it pop, oh. uh, because every song is just filled with really kind of upbeat, catchy hooks. Uh, it, it doesn't take any effort to latch onto them, but but underneath underneath all that, there's a lot of depth and a lot of um, unpop composing going on. Oh, so wait. I think that's very cool and definitely something to listen out for. And yeah, see if you all agree as we go through these other songs. Obviously, these are just my humble opinions. Very humble. But okay, so, you know, this game Cook Serve Forever, it's kind of like a Cook Serve Delicious Full, right? But it's also not at the same time. We'll go into that a bit more later. But they changed a lot of stuff with this game. And even though it's a continuation in the series, it's moved on to a very different place gameplay-wise. And we can say a similar kind of thing about the music. There's there's a few similarities to Cook Serve Delicious 3, but overall, this soundtrack is very, very different. And we'll obviously explore that as we go through some more songs. But let's look, let's before we go into more detail, let's dive into another track and yeah, and then we'll bring Jonathan into the episode to uh, inform us of all things Cook Serve Forever. Um, Alright. Another instrumental track, Donnie, you are going to love this one. This is just an absolute killer track. Another very groovy one that goes in many places. This soundtrack is actually filled with great live performances by guest musicians as well, Donnie, and you'll hear a lot of that in this particular track. This is probably the closest you'll get to a classic cook-serve, delicious-sounding song. So here we go. This is Holy Mackerel.
an ending, Donnie. Oh, crispy, crispy. <laughs> I really felt like I was just pimping down Pimpadimper Street in my lowrider, just cruising <laughs> through a bruising while that truck was playing. Oh, wait, that is some serious groove. Um, yeah, yeah. Look, crispy. fantastic song. And, man, the whole song is amazing, but there's one part of that song that is just so so cool and i'm actually gonna i'm actually gonna cut it up and play it in the background now so i don't have to attempt an explanation all right here we go all right this bit oh i yell first time this part rolls around it is just so epic that is great i mean if it just played this twice as is i would still absolutely love it but the second time he brings this around, he just completely reshapes it. Let's give it a listen. Okay. That's a great saxophone. Oh, you're not kidding. Oh, that's so good. The melody notes are all different. The harmonies are just really wild and aggressive. All right, we'll, we'll hear it now. I don't even know how to discuss it. You can hear it for yourself. That is crispy. It's like the first time it comes around, I'm listening to some epic classic adventure film soundtrack. And then the next time it's this, just this really wild jazz band. Just really, I I don't know. I have my particular things that kind of get me excited, but in my mind, that's just brilliant. And I think it may even lose a bit of the effect when I just play them right next to each other like that. But in the song, when that second beat comes up, man, every time. So epic. And yeah, and then straight back to the groove. Straight back to the groove. Right. Wait, now you play it again. I can really hear the crispiness about that right there. And, and you're right. It just gets really, really big and epic. And then when it's finished, quack, straight back to the groove. And we're just yeah. cruising down the street again. That's really... Watch, I'm really starting to uh, appreciate this uh, cook, this cooking music. Yeah, good. I knew it wouldn't take long, Donny. Um, but look, we're about oh, it's what, 17 minutes into this episode. I think it's time to bring Jonathan in. So, all right, I'll read the question that I sent to him and we'll get his response. So, this is what I said. Let's step back a few years. Uh, Cook Serve Delicious 3 was supposed to be the, air quotes, final, final Cook Serve Delicious game. Uh, You've released what I consider to be an incredibly hard-to-top soundtrack. I assume you're contacted by David. Uh, David runs Vertigo Gaming. And he tells you they're doing another Cook Serve game. What goes through your head at this point? Excitement? Are you overwhelmed? Um... How do you go about following up such an epic previous soundtrack? And what's it like working on cookserve type games compared to more traditional video game genres? Uh, again, thank you, Jonathan Gear, for answering all the questions for us. I've been working with David for over a decade now, and he is hands down one of my favorite people to work with. Um, so anytime he has a new project or a new game that I get to write a soundtrack for, I'm pretty much just 100% excited about it. Um, and with Cookster Forever, it was the same thing. I was super excited to work on a new soundtrack with him. And 
Um, but I guess as I did get into working on it, I definitely had that thought in the back of my mind of, you know, comparing it to CSD3 and um, like, oh my God, is it going to be as good? I need to like top the last one. And um, and so that, that thought was there. But at some point at the end of the day, I just had to, you know, sit down and try to make the best music I could. And it did help that the Cook Serve Forever music, the direction we ended up going in um, for the game was quite a bit different than CSD3. So that definitely helped me stop <laughs> making the comparison between the two so much. Um, as far as how it differs to work on the Cook Serve games versus other games, um, for me, honestly, it usually comes down more to the developer and particular person or people that I'm working with rather than the genre of the game um, that seems to influence, you know, how, how the work goes more than the genre itself. Because every developer is different in how they think about the music, how much direction they give you, how much they have their hands kind of in what you're doing, or how hands-off they are, um, and how they communicate, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that makes a big difference. Yes, yeah, so and from what I gather, um, listening to interviews and stuff like that uh, I think David gives Jonathan a lot of freedom and that I think that definitely it definitely pays off you, these soundtracks are just so interesting and and unique so let's let's get to another track um, this next track is called the one and now this was the menu music or the music that was used for the menu. Uh, when they released the Cook Serve Forever demo. And it was just um, interesting how many people said that they just spent <laughs> so much time in the, um, in the menu just listening to the music. Some people were uh, just ripping, um, I don't know, screen, whatever you call it, screen recording the menu so they could put it on YouTube and just listen to this song on repeat. So... I thought that was that was interesting and yeah it 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 is an excellent song. So here we go. This next track is called The One.
very nice. Oh, I really like that. that mm. That's a bit of a, a lo-fi hip-hop vibe there. And, and Roach, you know, I, I, you know I love it. Horns, piano, hip-hop drums. That's a classic combo that will never fail. <laughs> yeah, some fantastic solos in there. Especially Jonathan on the piano. It's really laid back all the way through, but gets gets really groovy during that solo. And I think I need to mention how good the bass playing is as well. I, I really enjoyed all the live bass that was played by Phil Spencer on this soundtrack. So excellent work. Excellent work by all the all the musicians. I think from memory, I think there's no, about nine musicians. And... Um, you can read about who plays what on all the um, tracks on the Bandcamp, in the Bandcamp description. So that actually leads us to our next question that I asked Jonathan. Here's what I asked him. Before the momentum has kicked in, how are you setting up for this project both mentally and physically? Now I'm thinking like DAW templates, instrument choices, stuff like that. Uh, you've also got about nine guest musicians that play throughout a lot of this soundtrack. How does it differ going from a completely solo Cook, Serve, Delicious 3 soundtrack to one like this with so many other musicians? Does it have a big impact on how you write or approach the soundtrack? Usually in the beginning of most of my game soundtrack work, I just like to have a phase of pure experimentation and fun, just playing around with sounds, ideas, just different directions you can go in. Cause that's the moment when, you know, it's kind of this blank slate. And sure you might have, hopefully you probably have like some sort of idea and the developer has kind of an idea of what they want to do. Um, but you know, sometimes that varies too. Sometimes I, I go into a project and there's a very clear idea from the developer. The developer they have lots of reference tracks for me, and other times it's like, you know, I don't really know what the music needs to sound like yet, and we can, you know, play around with it. And um, so that's always fun because during the course of just working on, you know, all the music work that I do, um, sometimes it's hard to carve out that time just to just for total pure experimentation and um and i've you know gotten into a little bit of the you know the moog hardware sense like i did on csd3 and then i've kind of played a little bit around with the euro rack modular setup and that stuff especially the modular that's stuff that i really want to you know be able to devote more time to just kind of learning about and playing around with because it takes a lot of time to kind of experiment and you know, come up with ideas and learn, you know, how to use these instruments to, to make the sounds that you want to make. Um, yeah, so in the beginning, usually um, lots of experimentation um, and kind of going back and forth with the developer. Um, and I did that with Cookserve forever. Um, it did take us a little while to kind of hone in on the sound for it. Um, having guest musicians, um, Honestly, as far as how I approached things, it didn't have a huge impact on that. I mean, I would be working on a song and I would, you know, have in my mind that, okay, this section here is going to be a trumpet solo or sax solo, some kind of instrumental solo. So I would obviously just, you know, make room, leave room for that, for the soloist. Um, but that's, that's about it. I mean, I pretty much would just write the songs and, you know, leave that space. Um, if I needed to. So on, on Cooks Are Delicious 3, 
Um, I was kind of like my own guest musician on all my own tracks, um, you know, because I was playing piano, I was doing vocals, these like mouth noises, and of course I was playing all the Moog synthesizer parts and, you know, uh, sequencing all the other instruments. Um, so while they weren't all live, um, I mean, some of it was, um, it was, I guess, the same idea, but, um, and it did help like almost... Uh, all but a couple of the musicians that played on the Cook Server Forever soundtrack were people I know um, and uh, musicians that I'd worked with and played with before. Um, so I was familiar with them and their sound and um, and what they would you know bring to the track. Um, so that made it easier to 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 add in there and know what I was working with. Yeah, I love the sound of a, a nice blank slate for experimentation. I know for me personally that <clears throat> starting off projects by diving too quickly into uh, reference material can be a real inspiration killer. But hey, after that, I feel we should play another track with guest musicians. Uh, but what I don't think we've mentioned yet is that one of the things that makes this soundtrack so unique, um, especially in the series of cook serve uh soundtracks is it has so many vocal songs i mean actual songs with english lyrics we had lots of vocals in cook serve 3 which i absolutely loved but only a few of them had um you know actual lyrics uh, with cook serve forever i think these songs with lyrics make up at least half of the soundtrack which is pretty unusual for a video game but again, that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. This is, uh, coming up, this is one of those vocal tracks, really nicely written, and I especially appreciate the great horn arrangements. Let's just get into it. This track is called Found from Cook Surf Forever by Jonathan Gear. Just the lines of everything in between 
I mean, that was a very upbeat kind of track, but this outro right now is just giving me the full relax sensation. Really nice. Uh, the full relax sensation. That's what I said, the full relax sensation. <laughs> All right, I'll have to remember that one. Um, Donnie, as you can hear, like, you know, that that's just a really uh, nice and cleverly written pop song. Like I said, there's this... Uh, surface level simplicity it's quite easy to just grab the first time you hear it um, but you know it's not a simple song there's a, there's a lot of depth to that um, but I came away um, well how about we, we jump to our next question hey um, for Jonathan because I kind of talk about what I was just about to say so here we go let's just jump straight into the question that I asked him um, when I played the demo of Cook Serve uh, Forever I came away feeling like the music had a vibe a lot closer to something like listening to the radio in Grand Theft Auto than, say, a traditional background video game music. And sure enough, when reading some Answer Anything Reddit posts by the dev team, uh, David, the lead designer, actually mentioned this, and I'll, I'll quote him. For Cook Serve Forever, specifically I told him, talking about Jonathan, uh, we shouldn't do music to gameplay, but rather it should feel like music coming from a radio that's playing in the game. And he totally took that and ran with it in a way that I feel makes this the best soundtrack he's ever made. So again, that was David's quote. Um, so yeah, again, me talking <laughs> to Jonathan. So obviously you nailed that. How did this radio style change the way you approach the soundtrack? Did it give you certain liberties such as trying some genres you wouldn't usually touch or writing more personal lyrics that wouldn't usually find their way into a game? And ultimately, even though it's supposed to sound like listening to a radio, you're still making background music to gameplay and it's still a video game soundtrack. So how did you or did you uh, get that balance right? 
Yeah, so the idea to just kind of have the music feel like somebody turned on a radio and we're listening to just these, you know, different songs on the radio didn't come right at the beginning. Um, I had already written a few songs. I think it was um, actually the song Heavenly Creatures after I wrote that. Because at first I had kind of started out writing, you know, standard gameplay tracks and fast gameplay tracks, because that's kind of how we had divided it in the other CookServe games, um, having something that's a little more chill but still has energy, and then something that's really, like, frantic and manic, you know, as you're, you know, trying to manage all your um, your dishes. Um, so we had kind of started out in that same direction with CookServe Forever, and then uh, at some point, because, um, of course, I, I hadn't played any gameplay at all, and I'd seen like a little bit of concept art, you know, when I'm starting to work on this music. So I don't really have any idea what the gameplay is going to be like. I knew it was going to be different. That's kind of all I knew, like when I first started. Yeah, we wrote a few in, with that kind of like mindset. And then at some point, David was like, you know, let's scrap the whole standard track, fast track kind of idea that we've, you know, been doing for the three games. Uh, I think it was after the song that I wrote, Heavenly Creatures, where he was just like, yeah, I love that. Just do more stuff like that. Um, which was, I was still kind of, um, yeah, trying to get the vibe and the whole idea of the music for the game. And that really helped when he was just like, this is perfect go with that. I love that sound. More like this, please. Um, yeah, and I think that's when he had kind of talked about, you know, having it sound like these songs just playing on the radio. And, and the radio in the future, I guess, is, is apparently what he said. Um, yeah, so that helped a lot, and um, yeah, it was, it's still kind of like wild to me that I ended up writing a lot of these, um, not all of them, but a, you know, a handful of these songs did have pretty personal lyrics, like kind of straight out of my life, um, especially Heavenly Creatures, it's not like 100% true to life, but I did drive an old Chevette, was one of my first cars growing up, and um, I grew in a, grew up in a real conservative town that was definitely not okay with me being gay, and um and so it's really cool to be able to create these, these songs for a cooking game, of all things, that um, still kind of blows my mind. Um, yeah, and as far as the idea of still making it background music for, for gameplay, honestly, once David kind of gave me the go-ahead to just write these songs and, uh, and we found the, the sound that we wanted for the game... Um, I didn't really honestly think about too much about like, oh, is this going to work with gameplay? Because I still had kind of no idea what the gameplay was going to be. And it was just kind of a trust thing between me and David. Like, okay, if you're telling me this is going to work with the game and it's good and you love the sound, I'm going to roll with it and just just write these songs and do more like that. Um, so that was kind of nice. It was kind of freeing not to... Um, you know, really have to think about that, which just sounds strange, but <laughs> but I think it worked out okay in the end. I think it certainly did as well. <laughs> you mentioned the song Heavenly Creatures, so let's play that next. I was going to play it regardless of whether or not uh, he mentioned it. It really is an amazing song, and the more I listen to it, the more I seem to like it. And it's just, that's the same with a lot of the songs on this soundtrack. It, again, very difficult soundtrack to try to distill uh, into a track list for a, a podcast. <laughs> Every song is amazing. Um, every song has got, you know, something special that you know, could be played. But hey, I'm just doing what I can. And even now, as I'm putting this podcast together, I'm flipping all the songs around. Flipping it up in the truck. Changing them up, 
but anyway um yeah this song heavenly creatures it's got such a powerful chorus and you know even though i'm aware of uh jonathan's personal experience and how he said the uh the lyrics are very personal uh, the lyrics really kind of fascinate me and and seem really cleverly written so that they can be interpreted in more than just one way like um yeah i don't know if it's intentional but some of the lyrics you could you could uh interpret from like a, a materialist's perspective you know the whole idea of us being or coming from stardust or you could approach it from completely different perspective from the religious perspective you know that we're all made by god and in his image but i guess you know that's the beauty of good lyrics different people can get different things from the same words and i'll quickly mention that i think all of jonathan's lyrics uh i kind of like that on this soundtrack there's a lot of positivity in these songs that pretty much anyone can just take a hold of and i, th I think that's really cool uh very well done uh, but let's yeah let's get to the song I absolutely love this and it's cool to know that uh, it's a song that possibly shifted things towards towards being more of a song-based soundtrack. So here we go. This is Heavenly Creatures by Jonathan Gear. Jumping in the backseat with my friends This could be the night
Oh, that was great. Yeah, that is a fantastic track. Powerful Aye. chorus and vocals. And again, just like everything on this soundtrack, really interesting production. Not necessarily in a weird or quirky way, maybe like uh, Cooks of Delicious 3 was, but um, it's a just a kind of fun mix of familiar and experimental. It's, Wait, yeah. I guess a lot comes down to Jonathan Gear's style, but... You could also put it down a little bit to the fact that it's, um, you know, it's kind of pop music within a video game soundtrack. Yeah. You know, just, just having that video game soundtrack tag just gives you so much more freedom to do stuff that you wouldn't usually uh, do if you were trying to release a pop song for the radio. I don't know. I'm rambling now, but that was are. great. Lots of fun, shimmering, delayed and reverse synths that kind of danced around in the background all the way through and some really kind of heavy low sub basses and I, I guess it does give you um, this kind of bit of a shimmering stars vibe which is cool I don't know if that was deliberate or not um, a lot of these things uh, composers it just kind of comes naturally to them they have this big idea in their head and the stuff that makes sense just comes out without really thinking about it too much but yeah, that was there was a great feeling of shimmering through that whole track. Mm. But you know, Voids, well, you know I have very powerful subwoofer system here. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I like my hip hop wall and raging. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that first song, when it first started, and those sub basses started rumbling my whole apartment, I was just getting prepared for a rough and tough twat beat to drop. Uh, yeah, but you right. know, I. I, I I ended up quite enjoying that whole track, and it certainly had a lot of darkness in the voices that contrasted quite nicely with, with the rest of the track. It's very nice and very crispy. I, once again, boys, I, I'm very impressed with this soundtrack. Yeah, I knew you'd like it, Donny. I knew you would. Um, but let's let's listen to some more of Jonathan Gear. I asked him if he could just share some fun facts about the soundtrack. So let's hear from him about talking about one of the most popular songs on the soundtrack. Um, there is one song actually that almost didn't make it into the game that I've heard from a few people, a handful of people, um, that it was like specifically like their favorite song in the whole soundtrack, uh, which is kind of funny. Um, it too, because I had, you know, kind of no idea what the gameplay was. And I was just kind of going off what David told me, like, yeah, that'll work, that'll work. Um, and it, it is kind of a different song. It's a, diff a little different sound than the kind of whole more chill, ambient um, vibe that we had in a lot of the tracks. Um, uh, this, the song is The City, um, is the one, um, and yeah, it is kind of different. It has just kind of a, this weird story about, and actually the story was just kind of inspired by, you know, the just kind of vague idea I had of what David told me of the Cooks Are Forever story, or just kind of a little bit of it at the beginning where, you know, Bree and Nori would be starting out um, in this smaller town and end up, you know, going through these different lo different locations, getting closer and closer to the city. Um, but you know, it's not like they were living in a forest, like <laughs> kind of like it, it is in the in the song. Um, but it was a good springboard, um, kind of jumping off point to to create that song. And I had a lot of fun writing the lyrics, and I actually played a little guitar on that, a little electric guitar, and some recorders and. Um, what else? 
you know, and just the vocals and uh, the piano in there too. Um, it's actually not that many songs have live piano. I was actually, when I was putting together the soundtrack for Bandcamp, I was like, well, I really didn't play my actual live piano on too many of these. Of course, there's a lot of um, keyboard stuff and synths and even some, you know, piano sounds, but that aren't the live piano. But, um, but yeah, it almost didn't make it in there. And there is another song coming in one of the updates too that, that was almost cut. And we had some people be like, no, you cannot cut that one, David.
Very nice. That bass guitar is some real crispy cheddar yeah. cheese right there. Yeah. White now. White on the one. That groove is all spread out white butter. Uh, Super yep. creamy and just pop to your drop, baby. Oh, white. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really that's fun great. track. Sorry, what was that? I said that's great. Just great. Uh, <laughs> really great. So many, so many cool little parts and quite different to the others, but still a big uplifting and kind of hooky chorus definitely a lot more experimental uh that one i reckon the um the pace and the rhythm is really pretty unpredictable you've got that verse that just kind of suddenly shifts to the triplets and then it it really doesn't straighten up until it gets back to the the chorus or maybe the pre-chorus and you know, as good as that whole song is, uh, my favorite part is probably the outro. The funky bass, and um, I assume that's Jonathan just spitting away into that recorder. Super fun and groovy. And those synths in the outro, just so, just so dreamy. So, yeah, there's a whole in- instrumental song worth of stuff just in that ending alone. So, yeah, overall, really fantastic track. I can see why... Uh, well, I'm actually surprised that that is one of the favorite tracks, but no doubt I can see why people why people love it. And the vocals, they're really telling a story, and that's a lot of fun. And that actually takes us to our next fun fact from Jonathan. We'll let him take it away. Uh, yeah, another interesting kind of tidbit. Um, I... Since, since I started writing, composing music, like uh, I started around when I started taking piano lessons around 10 years old, um, I started just playing around with ideas and I loved film scores. Um, I majored in film scoring in college, uh, but I would, when I was a kid, like in junior high and high school, I would read books and then write these, my air quotes, soundtracks uh, to these books that I really loved. Um, I have all these old cassette tapes that have my uh, my sound, my imaginary soundtracks to all these Ray Bradbury stories, The Illustrated Man, um, some Dostoevsky, Crime and Punishment, I wrote a soundtrack to, uh, Fahrenheit 451. I was a big Ray Bradbury fan back in uh, my high school days. Um, what else? Gosh, there's a bunch. Les Mis has a soundtrack. Um, yeah, I'd have to look. There's, there's a whole bunch of book soundtracks. And um, actually have continued to do that, you know, in my career, because um, I always get inspiration from, uh, a lot of times from books, um, sometimes from, every once in a while, like from some photography or artwork or, or something, but um, but I'd say more from books than anything else, and of course other musicians and artists. So in the Cook Surf Forever soundtrack, there are a, how many, I know a couple off the top of my head that are inspired by uh, books. One is opening 
which there are two different versions of in the soundtrack. There's the kind of more ambient menu music remix version, and then the gameplay version. And that is based on the first book in... The book is called Rosewater. It's the first book in the Wormwood Trilogy by Tade Thompson, the author. Opening is kind of inspired by that. And also the song uh, Change is inspired by by that book. Um, And then, well, let's see, maybe a couple years ago, I I read this um, really... A wonderful collection of short stories by Brenda Penado called The Rock Eaters. And the song Found from the Cook Sir Forever soundtrack is um, inspired by uh, the short story, the the title story from that collection, uh, The Rock Eaters. Um, And those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head. But yeah, I'm always inspired by just stories and books that I read. So yeah, some different influences there for, for the music. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. You know, I'm sure there's lots of uh, creative people that have stories like that. I'd love to. I'd love to hear more of them. Uh, for myself as a kid, I'd kind of do that thing the other way around. Before I could play any instruments, I'd listen to music and then kind of create a story about it in my head as it played. But it's not like I wrote anything down or produced anything. Um, I just hope you got those old tapes saved to a digital format Jonathan you don't want to lose those that's that just sounds excellent a lot of fun cool thing to visit you know tens of years later dig up that old soundtrack you did as a kid great stuff um well let's listen to one of these uh book inspired songs he mentioned we already played found so let's go with opening which was already on my list all right fantastic track let's go
So good. What an original video game soundtrack. And what a unique Jonathan Gear Cook Serve uh, game soundtrack. While he has released a few vocal heavy soundtracks and even an album lately, uh, this one still stands out as very unique, I think. And how wild to think that, you know, with slightly different direction from the developers, it could have ended up completely different. So I really love it. I think it's really a really special kind of album because it's so unique. Um, I'll forever be looking forward to new Jonathan Gear music. And I know there's more out there. You know, unreleased projects aside, I know there's a few that he's been working on for a very long time and they haven't been released yet. So I'm looking forward to them at least. Um, but look, it wasn't my intention to not really talk about the game. I generally don't talk about the games um, on these on this podcast. But look, um, the developers took a real risk with this one. While the previous games were really hard and, and difficult, this game, Cook Surf Forever, was supposed to be more of a casual, easy-to-play game. And I got the game as soon as it came out. Uh, it was released as early access, which means the game is still in development when it's released and you kind of you're buying it early to support the developers and look unfortunately it received mixed reviews when it got released i think most aspects of the game are pretty amazing and i think uh, most people are quite open about how great some of the aspects of this game are obviously the music and the visuals are fantastic there's some nice story elements to it and even the gameplay is is it's pretty fun um but i think it's a case of being just too easy for fans of the original games and probably is still a bit lacking for uh, people like me during these early stages of development but i asked jonathan about the early access side of things so let's check out what he had to say and i'll just read my question first so this is what I said. Uh, this is what I asked. The soundtrack was released at the same time the game was released as early access. The shift in gameplay styles was a big risk and has unfortunately received mixed reviews at this point in time. Although the art and music has received extremely high praise almost universally. One of the things I love is being part of the Vertigo Gaming's Discord, uh, getting to witness the development in progress. Uh, the team is very humble they listen to the critiques they take them on board and although there you know there must be some level of discouragement they appear to be funneling it all into further development in order in order to make the game as good as possible as they work towards version 1.0 they said from the start that they had a lot more content in mind for the final release so how does this work with releasing a soundtrack at early access? Are you finished at that point or is there a chance that they might need additional music? Yeah, so um, David and the team, especially David, he knew um, kind of going into this that it was probably going to get some mixed reactions, especially from fans who are really loved the kind of hardcore challenge of the other cook serve games and it's it's you know you definitely see that when you go go check the review page on steam but um but yeah they are super responsive to all the critiques and feedback and they kind of sift through it and figure out you know how to continually improve the game so i think by the time they get to 1.0 it's going to be you know something that both 
um, you know, fans of the original trilogy will appreciate and also, you know, what they were trying to do, just, you know, have uh, kind of folks that found those other games too hard be able to actually play through and complete the game and, you know, see the story because it has more more focus on that story. Um, and with the OST um, releasing with Early Access 2, um, yeah, we wanted to just get the music out there too, the music that we had at this point, which is, you know, a good amount of music. Um, and there will be some additional music, um, which most of it I've already finished writing. There's still uh, some things that I'll be working on, you know, leading up to the 1.0 release. But um, I know for sure, I think in the, like September, I think at some point is going to be a, a bigger update that will should have some new music. Um, yeah, so there's definitely a good, I don't know, I'd say maybe 20 to 20, 25 minutes more music. 20 minutes? I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's more stuff coming. Um, and yeah, right now it's the soundtrack is only available on Bandcamp. And it will be available on Steam um, in one of the future updates. Um, possibly waiting till 1.0. I'm not, not sure right now. but um, And then, yeah, it'll be on the streaming services eventually too. Um, yeah. Yeah, so there you go, folks. More Cook Serve Forever music on its way later in the year. That is excellent news. So if you want to support the team, go get the game. You should definitely go get the soundtrack from Jonathan Gear's uh, Bandcamp page, jonathangear.bandcamp.com. So look, I had uh, a few other songs I wanted to play, but like I said earlier, I kind of just mixed things up as I went through this episode. I think we've got a good variety of songs in for a nice sample for you all. But uh, yeah, I've still got one more song. But first, uh, Donnie, thank you for joining us. Oh, that's fine. Um, I guess the music was was pretty great. Yeah, and a special thank you to Jonathan Gear for taking the time to share some fun info with us all. And obviously for making such unique and enjoyable music. Now, why did he get a special thank you? Um, I'm the one sitting here this entire time having to sit through all your multiple takes when you keep screwing up all your lines, uh, votes. You're very unprofessional. Uh, I'm going to be waiting to the dojo. So, sorry, Donnie. Look, look, let's close with one last song, okay? Sorry, Donnie. Now, this is an interesting one. I, do, do I say that for every single song? Maybe I do. I think but you look, do. This is maybe the most pop song of the whole soundtrack. It's super 80s. Uh, it's even got a little bit of a synthwave in there. And usually I'd find this kind of song a little bit hard to take seriously, but it's actually really good. He manages to pull off this big 80s anthem sound without it actually sounding too corny. Um, I'm really not sure how he did. I did it, but it's a great track. And Jonathan, I hope one day to see you performing uh, at least one of these songs live. I think that would be great, um, especially one like this. You could do it for sure. Folks, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Go support Jonathan Gear, and remember to stay synthetic. All right, this last track is Change, Unlearn, Relearn by Jonathan Gear from Cook Serve Forever. What did it ever feel like? A gentle breeze, the leaves of grass, swaying trees and starlight. The little loves that used to tug on your weary heart.
strings have drifted. 